Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 77. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you love vintage cars? Then go to CarsYeah.com and get a free copy of the fantastic Filler Up book. It's a full-color ebook filled with fuel filler fun with over 60 color photographs of vintage cars plus inspirational quotes from some of the most famous automotive enthusiasts of all time. Simply go to CarsYeah.com, click on the free book button on the homepage, and download your Filler Up book today. It's free at CarsYeah.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today, I'm very excited to introduce a special guest, Andrew Evans. Andrew, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm ready to go, Mark. All right. It's great to have you here. Andrew Evans is an up-and-coming 16-year-old race car driver. He is in the driver development program of PR1 Motorsports, which has won over 45 championships, including the 2013 ALMS Drivers Championship. Andrew started racing carts when he was just eight years old, and by 12, he'd moved up to shifter carts. And by the time he was 14, Andrew reached the top levels of the national karting scene. And then in 2013, at the age of 15, he had an impressive debut season of Formula F1600 car racing with the Lynx Racing Team. He then moved up to the F2000 category with PR1 for 2014 and is currently leading the Pacific Formula F2000 Championship Series. He recently broke the SEC track record in the Formula Continental category at the Laguna Seca Raceway, where he will soon be competing for the SCCA National Championship. In addition to his on-track efforts, Andrew focuses on marketing and public relations, which has led him into a variety of community activities, as well as web page construction and other social media platforms. And Andrew also holds the title of my youngest guest here on Cars Yeah. So Andrew, I've told the listeners just a little about you, so please take some time and share some more about your history, your racing career, your interests, and of course your passion for automobiles. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show, Mark. You're welcome. My racing career actually started years and years ago, like you said, when I was age eight. Before then, I always grew up doing the typical baseball, soccer, and uh, I never got any enjoyment out of it. <laughs> I still remember running around the field, doing laps around the track, and it just I didn't have that much enjoyment. I always grew up going to car shows uh, with my family called Triple X Root Beer over here in Issaquah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they always had some car shows about two or three a month. And uh, I always kind of grew up seeing these fast cars, from dragsters to hot rods. And um, that always excited me. Got my opportunity to get into a cart uh, when I was eight. At the time, I didn't really know it was going to transform into anything, really. <laughs> I mean, that's been a huge journey. So I eventually progressed up the ranks in go-karts and um, reached the top of the national karting scene by placing third at the uh, prestigious Goes at Super Nationals, which is the biggest karting event in the world. Wow. Following that, I was picked up by Lynx Racing to compete in the Pacific F1600 series over here in the West Coast. That was a huge learning experience. 
So I had the pleasure of working with them for a season, and now I'm with PR1 Motorsports competing in the F2000 series over here on the West Coast, where we are currently leading the championship and, and uh, going to the last race. I'll be going to Seca. Well, it sounds amazing. You know, for a lot of people listening to a story of a young man like yourself who wanted to get involved in racing and is actually doing it, maybe you can share how do you take the first steps of getting involved because there's probably a lot of competition, I would assume. And is it ha- Does it have to do with who you know or does it have to do with being out there on the track and actually performing and people being aware of what you're doing saying, man, that, that kid's pretty fast? That's an interesting question. If you first start in racing, you have to bring your own money. I mean, it's just a sad reality. So typically people start in go-karts, in the local go-kart tracks. You can look up on, you can just Google as well, local kart tracks. Probably pop up with some tracks around yourself. So you have to buy yourself a go-kart and uh, start racing regionally and get competitive enough to a point where you're comfortable going to the national karting scene. And once you reach up to the top karting scene, such as the Super Karts, um, USA Super Nationals, if you do well there and you're comfortable going further, you're really going to have to work hard. Two phone calls a day and email a day. I mean, in reality, unless you have a lot of money to bring to the table to race cards. After cards, you have to be recognized by people, um, whether it be talent scouts. I know, for example, if you're interested in Formula One, there are talent scouts from Lotus, Red Bull, etc. But you really have to just know the people. The more people you get introduced to, the better chances you have going up the ring. Sure. Well, that makes sense. And if you look back at the history of a lot of famous race car drivers throughout the years, and especially track drivers like Formula One drivers, they all started in go-karts. I remember uh, reading Ayrton Senna's history and autobiography about how he was a championship go-kart racer. And of course, we all know where he ended up, in, and that was racing in F1 and being a champion. So very interesting story. Thanks for sharing that. As we continue on your journey, Andrew, I always like to start our talk with a success quote. And this is a saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. And it's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning. You're on Cars, yeah? So, Andrew, take the wheel. So, one of my favorite quotes is actually by Enzo Ferrari. It's a very personable quote that I've always related to, especially the past couple of years. It goes, racing is a great mania to which one must sacrifice everything without hesitation. While this may seem negative, it's actually a very real quote. If you want to become a race car driver, you really have to go through a lot, and you have to sacrifice a lot, whether it be family time, money, your life outside of racing. I mean, you have to really be willing to sacrifice a lot. To me, I carry that quote into every race I go into, yeah, off the track as well. Well, I, I love that quote, and of course, Enzo Ferrari is so famous. Racing was so important to him and his his life and his business. Can you tell us maybe a couple of stories of how you've incorporated that quote into your life and your passion for cars? Because at your young age, a lot of people say, well, how do you have time to go racing? I mean, do you just quit school and forget school and try to be a race car driver? But maybe you can share a story, too, about the kind of sacrifices you've had to make. I mean, <laughs> I've had sacrifices a lot. Yeah, school is definitely something that's been a big part obviously, of a teenager's life. Uh, I incorporate then racing by really just managing my time well because you're going to be calling people, you're going to be sending off a lot of emails in your pursuit of becoming a race car driver. You have to manage your time. You have to manage your schoolwork. You have to keep up your grades. And you really have to 
find time for everything. So if I'm doing that races, I typically try to stay up in my schoolwork off the track when I'm all done with the race. But, I mean, gosh, you're just going to sacrifice a lot. Whether I mean, also a big part of it is a dear friend of mine named Don Kitch, who founded Team Seattle Racing Team, which currently runs in the United Sports Car Championship, he had a great quote for me. It was, for every one hour you spend in the car, you're going to spend 10 hours trying to find money. <laughs> and it's true. Yeah, and I'm a friend friend of Don's as well. And with all the the racing he's involved with in his racing school, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of work. But I appreciate you sharing that because a lot of people look at racing as all the glory of being on the track and the joy of driving the car, but there's so much work behind the scenes. And for you, you've got the complications of being in school and having to keep your grades up, as you say, which is great that you're doing that. So I appreciate you sharing that with our listeners. Could you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? Perhaps tell us that pivotal moment in your life when you really knew you were a car guy. Probably the moment when I knew I was a car guy was at the Triple uh, X Root Beer restaurant over here in Issaquah. There was a uh, little dragster outside, and I remember looking at it and going, wow, that's a pretty fast car. And it starts to get into your head about the speeds at which people go in these things. From that moment on, I mean, I've always been kind of a car guy just going to all these car shows and eventually racetracks. But it really all started at the Triple X Bluebeer restaurant. I mean, just seeing these fast cars and they're going, wow, I mean, people can really go that fast. We're talking <laughs> 200 miles per hour. Oh, yeah. Yeah, amazing. And, uh, you remember how old you were that moment? I must have been seven years old or so. Seven? Great. Very cool. Well, the dragsters especially, my father used to take me to the drag races at Orange County Raceway when there was an Orange County Raceway in Southern California. And, oh, it just blew me away how fast those cars went. It was just incredible. So, Andrew, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and even at your young age and really crawl under the hood and maybe get our hands a little dirty. Could you share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced with your racing that maybe push you to a breaking point, but more importantly, share with our listeners how you overcame that situation and what you learned from it. Probably the biggest, most challenging time of my life in racing came last season, actually, uh, driving Formula 1500. It was uh, my, obviously my first year of car racing, and that was very stressful. I mean, you've got a lot of expectations, a lot of competitive drivers, and um, at that point, I wasn't getting the results I wanted. I mean, you always have to be looking forward to the next race. You always have to be looking ahead, never looking past. Um, you can take something and learn from it from the previous race, but you have to be looking ahead. You have to have a positive attitude. And at that point in time, it was just a tough season. I had to learn a lot. I was challenged both emotionally and physically on the track. It really pushed me. So my takeaway from that season is keep your head up and always look forward. And it's a great metaphor in racing as well because you've always got to be looking down the track. You know, Ayrton Senna had a great quote, the past is just data. I only see the future. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's something you had to think about during those difficult first years of trying to be a race car driver and juggle everything in your life. So thanks for sharing that with us. So, Andrew, let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum and share a story when you had a real aha moment in your racing career 
share with us that moment when you really realized, you know what, I think I might just make it at this racing game, and tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. It all started a couple of years ago. My friend Don Kitch Jr. invited me to a Team Seattle pre-race meeting, and at the meeting they were discussing budgets for the 24 hours of Daytona that was coming up uh, in about a year's time. So sitting there, they're going over the prices and what it would take to actually get to the race. It was interesting because sitting there, I realized this is going to be my life. I want to be a race car driver. I'm really glad to work it. I mean, you got to work hard for it. Actually, meeting, Donnie came up to me and said, for every one hour in the track, you're going to be at 10 hours of these meetings. And going from that moment forward, I realized I'm going to, make, I'm going to sacrifice a lot. I'm going to really work with, like he says, three phone calls a day and two emails a day. And so that's really applied to my life. It was kind of that first aha moment where I went, that's what it takes to be a race car driver. Yeah. <laughs> always be working. Always on working. and off the track. Oh, well, that's a... A great thing to learn at your at a young age so that you know what's ahead of you and you're not surprised. That's great. Let's have a little fun here. What was your first special car? And maybe it was your first car because at the age you're at, or maybe it was a go-kart. Can you share a special memory you had with that vehicle? <laughs> Probably the, most, the first special race car I really had was actually this season. It's this green Formula 2000 race car. And uh, coming into the first race of the season in January at Fontana, arrived at the track, never seen a picture of the car, never seen the car before, and uh, pull up, see Bobby Orkel, who's the team manager of PR1, who I'm driving for this season, and shake hands, have small talk, finally get to uh, open up the trailer door and see this uh, race car. And I look in, and there's this big green orb staring at me in the eyes. <laughs> Bright green race car. My mom plays tennis, so I've always grown up around tennis balls. Mm-hmm. I just watched the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks. We called the car Wilson <laughs> after the uh, tennis ball company and also this volleyball that Tom Hanks was best friends with right. on the island in the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the car's kind of my best friend at the racetrack. So that was a great memory just seeing this car and you know, the name to it. Yeah. So that's probably my first real special race car. It's uh, really... That's great. I love that story. Wilson. Wilson, the green race car. That's wonderful. Now, this next question may not have any relevance to you because you haven't been around a long time. It's about seller's remorse. Is there any vehicle that you have sold that you really wish you could have back? Or maybe maybe something in your life going back that you wish, wish you really had back that was related to cars? You know... I don't have one, um, <laughs> a car per se, but there is a go-kart. It was this go-kart that we must have bought when I was about 10 or 11 years old. It was uh, a very special chassis. It was called the Nervoso. Um, very few in existence. I raced with it for a season. I really wish I had that chassis still because that was kind of the uh, chassis that carried me through the season, and it was kind of my first true, truly competitive go-kart. That's my first truly competitive go-kart season. That had some special memories with it. Very cool. Very cool. I'm so happy you had an answer for that question. I was afraid when I asked it because of your age. Well, I haven't really had that many cars to sell, Mark, so how could I have any seller's remorse? But a go-kart's pretty cool. 
Is there a current project that you're working on right now, Andrew, that really has you excited and fired up? No, actually, the SSA National Runoff in early October at the Seca. That's really exciting. It seems that we'll be the team to beat down there. So I'm very excited about it because we can we might actually have a chance to get the national uh, championship title. Oh, fantastic. Really excited to find some partners and uh, who are involved in helping out a young upcoming race car driver. So I'm really excited about that project and people that are looking to be involved in it. Yeah. Pretty exciting opportunity. Oh, fantastic. And a little bit later, we'll make sure that our listeners have a way to, to get in touch with you. And of course, on your show notes page, there'll be a link to how they can get a hold of you. So if there's that sponsor out there that really wants to support an up and coming race car driver, he can get a hold of you and write you a big check, I hope. okay here's a funny question for you andrew if you were a car what kind of car would you be and why our race car probably the biggest thing is i try to be a lotus 78 Hmm. it's one of the last great race cars designed by colin chapman the car has side pods shaped as inverted wings which generate downforce on both sides of the car it was fascinating because nobody really had experimented with this idea before. And it was very innovative and very forward-looking. And I really admired that. So if I were a race car, I'd be a Lotus 78 because it was innovative and it was looking to the future. Fantastic car. And, of course, Colin Chapman has a special place in my heart because the the first car I ever raced, a vintage car, was a Lotus 18 Formula Junior. Yeah, Colin Chapman was amazing in his lightweight approach to racing. Seems he didn't care a lot about the drivers in some cases, but uh, as far as safety goes, but uh, he sure built some innovative vehicles. Great choice. So, Andrew, this is a fun part of our talk. I call it the last lap. You know what that means. The white flag is out. It's time to put your foot to the floor. And this is where I fire off a series of questions, and you give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you buckled up and ready to go? I am. Okay. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? It came from a gentleman named Michael Valiente, who currently works in the Tutoring United Sports Cup Championship a couple of years ago. The quote goes somewhere along the lines of, Andrew, I were in that position. And this is just following the race. And um, it made me think about why I was in that position, what put me there. I always apply that to each race. After every race, I look at the data and the video, and I go, wow, how could I have done that better? So that's probably the best advice I've ever had mm. as a race car driver. Great advice. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? Um, one of the biggest things is actually I'm a data junkie, meaning that every time I come out of the car, I always go over to the computer and look at the data. The data is important because it shows me my braking traces, my throttle traces, my RPM, my miles per hour, etc. And uh, that really contributes to my success because I look at what I can do better and I apply that next time I'm on track. There are many very successful race car drivers over the years that are very technical that way, that, that when they get out of the car, they love to look at the data. And uh, I think that, that trait and that habit is going to serve you really well. So, Andrew, do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners, maybe a website or an app or someplace online that you go to frequently? I actually have an app on my phone. Um, it's called Race Monitor. The app provides the um, viewer 
lap times at the race. And so you can see the competition lap times and also where they're at on the racetrack, their first, second, third, etc. It's a very useful tool if you're um, a viewer or a fan of racing. You're able to view your favorite uh, up-and-coming race car driver on your mobile phone or um, tablet. So it's a really cool resource. And also as a race car driver, you can look at it and see race results, see people's lap times, see the competition competitiveness. Mm-hmm. And what, what's the name of that app again? Race Monitor. Race Monitor. Okay, great. Would you share a book with our listeners that you recently read that you really enjoyed? There's a book called Speed Secrets by Ross Bentley. It's kind of it's a good book because it has a lot of racing tips from a very experienced race car driver. It's very fascinating just kind of seeing a different point of view, different angle. So if you're thinking about getting out on the track, highly recommend reading Speed Secrets by Ross Bentley. Yeah, it's a great book. I read that. I like it. Great choice. Do you have any interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars? Going out here in the Northwest, we've got a lot of mountain biking. So that's been very much a big hobby of mine to stay fit. And also it's fun because it kind of keeps my mind active and gets some adrenaline going. So I very much enjoy doing that um, <laughs> outside of racing. Well, I think it's fun that uh, your hobby outside of racing is also uh, rolls on rubber. So uh, <laughs> that makes sense to me. Well, I'll remind our listeners that you can find all these resources that Andrew has shared with us at carsyeah.com slash Andrew Evans. Just put Andrew in the search box and his show notes page will pop right up. All right, we're up to the checkered flag and you know what that means. This last question can be a real doozy for some people. If you could only have one collector car, and that could be a race car too, in your garage, and it's something that you can't sell to buy a bunch of other cars with. And money's no object. Today, Andrew, I'm going to buy you whatever you want. What would that vehicle be, and why did you choose it? It would be a 1968 Camaro V28. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. The car, I mean, it's a legend. It's a legend. But there's more to it than just it's a beautiful car. It goes fast. My dad and I both have big passion over Camaros. I always have great memories of us driving to the go-kart track when I was younger. We always played the Rolling Stones or Johnny Cash or Neil Young. We always kind of talked about cars. A car that we both very much enjoyed was a 68 Camaro. That holds some huge significance to me because it's associated with a great memory and it's a cool car. So it's kind of, if I have any car... <laughs> That would be it. That would be it. What color would you like it to be in? White with black Lamont stripes. <laughs> Very cool. Well, Andrew, you've taken us on a great ride today, and it's been a real joy to have a young man like yourself who has so much drive and passion in him as a guest here on Cars. Yeah, I've really appreciated you taking some time out of your very busy schedule to be with me today. And I've really enjoyed your stories, and I want to thank you for sharing your journey with me and our listeners could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Z28? Always look ahead. Never look in the past. That's the best advice I can give you. <laughs> I like that. Always be looking ahead, way down the track. And I'll let our listeners know again that you can learn more about Andrew by going to his website. And why don't you share that with us? My website is www.andrewevansracing.us. You can also find me on Facebook and YouTube 
at Endurance Racing. Okay, great. Well, I'll make sure that all those references are on your show notes page. And again, if there's anybody out there that wants to support a really great young man, I had the pleasure of meeting Andrew at a LeMay Museum event. He was uh, hanging out with Dominic Dobson, who was one of our guests here on Cars Yeah. And that's a nice mentor to have, Dominic, a multi-IndyCar racer. And Andrew just struck me as a really great young man and somebody who's working very hard to start his passion for automobiles at a young age. Reach out to him. Maybe there's somebody out there listening that can help Andrew out and move along in his career. Andrew, I want to thank you for being so generous with your time today and your expertise and sharing your story with our listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks for having me on the show. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!